Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Each week we will bring you focused, impactful content, sharing one big idea combined with our experience and understanding to help you take action and achieve the results you desire. We rotate content around our foundational principles to help you experience a more abundant life. Desiring more, growing in Christ, managing your mind, and owning your health. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. I wanted to take just a couple moments and share some successes that one of our founding members of the Created For More membership that she shared with us. Since joining the membership, she has been working on applying constraint as well as realizing the impact that her thoughts have on her and how they affect her and her choices. Since she started implementing the things that we've been teaching, she is down seven pounds and her blood pressure is better than it's ever been. She has also gotten so much better at letting cravings work through her instead of just giving into them. She also mentioned that the thought downloads have been a complete game changer for her in helping her become aware of the thoughts that she was having and how they had become belief systems for her. And now they have allowed her to start having breakthroughs in her life now that she's been able to recognize that they were just thoughts. So proud of her and just love hearing the successes of the members in our membership. Now let's get started with today's episode, episode number 64, in which we're going to be talking about the other main reason that we overeat, and that is our overhunger for food. So this podcast is a continuation of the last one about why we overeat. If you haven't heard that one, I recommend you go back and listen to it as it adds some good info and context to what we're going to be talking about together today. But you don't have to do that right now, as this one still stands on its own. One thing I said in the last podcast that bears repeating is the reason we overeat is not because we love to. In fact, we usually don't enjoy overeating. It's actually because we have an over-desire and an over-hunger for food. In the last podcast, I dove into our over-desire for food why we have it, and what we can do about it. So today, I'm diving into our overhunger and why it exists. Let's start today's podcast by learning a little bit about God's amazing design for our human body and the hunger hormones he created us with to regulate our hunger, insulin, leptin, and ghrelin. When you get physically hungry, normally it will come on as a wave and then retreat again. If you don't eat right away, your body has a plan for that. It will access fat that it has stored away to use as fuel. But here's what happens if you have too much insulin in your blood. Your body can't access its fat stores, so your hunger increases in response as your body has this unfulfilled need for more fuel. When you have too much insulin in your blood, it also blocks leptin from working correctly. 
Leptin is what lets your brain know when you're full. It lets your brain know that you have plenty of fat stored, so you don't need to keep eating all the, all the time. Ghrelin lets you know when you're hungry and when to stop being hungry. It works within the volume of food you eat. Eating concentrated foods makes it harder for ghrelin to work properly. Insulin is a storage hormone. It wants us to store more fat. So having too much insulin in your blood causes several problems. Your body can't access its secondary fuel source of fat in our bodies. It tries to get us to store more fat from from food we eat. So instead of accessing our fat stores, we're adding to them. And because of this, it blocks leptin from doing its job of telling us when we're full. We'll get into why we have excess insulin a little bit later. I don't want to confuse you by going too deep into the science of how our human body works, but do think it's fascinating to know a little about especially since it reflects and always brings me back to the power of God and how amazing and intricate his design of our human body, how it is. Having some understanding, it helps you connect the dots to your particular experience in in life. So what drives us feeling so hungry all the time? Do you ever have a feeling like you could just eat your arm off or you would be willing to eat absolutely anything because you are so hungry? Kind of like the Snickers commercials. Our overhunger for food is driven by two main reasons. First, we've lost touch with our body's hunger signals, those hunger hormones. And secondly, our body's They can't utilize its second fuel source, which is the fat that we are currently storing. Let's explore together those two reasons. So the first one, we've lost touch with our hunger signals. Our body's two primary hunger hormones, ghrelin and leptin, are in charge of telling us when we're hungry and when we've had enough. For some of the same reasons we discussed in last week's podcast, they don't respond properly to all the concentrated refined foods in our diet. It's hard for them to function correctly when we drink a 400 calorie big gulp soda in 15 minutes. And any excess insulin is blocking our leptin from working correctly. The other big factor at play here is we eat too quickly for us to receive our hunger hormone signals. Even when they are functioning well, it takes time, about 20 minutes, for our ghrelin and leptin to start telling us when we've had enough. We eat fast because we're always eating distracted, and most food is designed to be easy to consume quickly. Usually we've already overeaten before that 20 minutes is up. The second reason is, you know, our bodies, they can't utilize its second fuel source. The big reason here is the excess insulin that we are creating within our bodies. So what causes this to happen? The type of foods we eat and how often we eat. You see, insulin is produced every time we eat 
to help regulate our blood's glucose levels. The more glucose our body gets from the foods that we eat, the more insulin that it's going to create. So it increases the most when we eat concentrated refined foods like sugar and flour. Refined sugars like the liquid sugar and soda are one of the main culprits in insulin excess. When we don't eat refined sugars or flours, our insulin levels drop dramatically. Our insulin level also drops when we aren't eating. By eating less, by eating less often, we give insulin a chance to drop and resensitize. Leptin starts working again and our ghrelin adjusts appropriately. And here's the thing, it's a self-perpetuating cycle. Since our body can't access its fat stores to use as fuel, it's sending us physical hunger signals more often because it needs to eat food it can convert to glucose for fuel. That increases our insulin levels and makes it easier to store more fat, harder to access our fat stores, and this pattern simply keeps repeating. And it's super easy to answer our body's need for more food based on how easily accessible our food supply is today. It's interesting to see how many times the super easy foods, so many of our snack foods, those finger foods, are also some of the foods that create the most insulin. So you might be wondering, what can you do? First off, get back in touch with your hunger cues. Learn what real physical hunger, what it feels like versus those cravings or emotional urges and withdrawal. Real physical hunger is a sensation that you get in gradual waves. It will come and go if it's not answered. It makes you hungry for any food that you like. Cravings and emotional urges, they're more intense and for one specific food or a food type, whether it be like say sweets or salty, you don't have to answer these cravings or urges, but if we try to avoid and resist them, rather than allow them to just pass through, they're gonna get more intense. For more on this, go check out the podcast I previously did on how to allow and control urges, and that was podcast number 54, I believe. When you feel hunger, stop and evaluate it. How hungry are you on a scale of 1 to 10? What does it feel like? What type of hunger is it? Ask yourself one great question before you eat anything. Am I truly physically hungry? And only give yourself permission to eat if that answer is definitely yes. Number two, allow your body to quote unquote eat in. No, this doesn't mean eating at home. This means allowing your body to access and utilize its fat stores to meet its energy needs. We do this by eating less often so our body's insulin levels, so they normalize. Understand, if you're currently eating all throughout the day, three meals plus three, four, or more snacks, this will cause discomfort from withdrawals. That's why so many of us never allow ourselves to do this. The withdrawal symptoms make us think that we have to eat or something's going to go really wrong. 
That's what it's designed to do. Nothing has gone wrong. Because of the ins our insulin level, our body doesn't realize there's this ready supply of fuel sitting there waiting for it to access. Once the insulin drops, then it does and everything is fine. A way to experiment with this is by a process called intermittent fasting, which is specifying a block of hours every day that you're not going to eat. It's a great, to, great way to start is simply stop eating after dinner. If you eat dinner at 7 p.m. and don't eat breakfast until, say, 7 a.m., you just created a 12-hour block to give your body's insulin insulin level a chance to normalize. Once you have that mastered, you can get curious and slowly experiment with increasing this amount of time. Push breakfast, pushing breakfast back is easier for most people. See how your body responds. Just the 12 hour fast will allow you to start seeing results. Many people even get even greater results by pushing that up to 16 hours, which would mean eating like from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Again, just have an open mind and evaluate your body and what works for you. Number three, and this is probably an obvious one, eat more of God's whole foods versus man-made processed foods. It's not a surprise that God's foods are designed to regulate our glucose levels and how much insulin that our body produces. He knows what's best for our bodies and its well-being. Don't I don't recommend trying to drastically change this overnight. Start where you are and ask yourself what you're willing to do today. Allow yourself to keep eating foods that you love. A big key to permanent weight loss is to learn how to eat the foods you love while losing and keeping off the weight. Okay, I'm going to stop here and share God's truth for today's podcast. One thing I think is amazing is to think about the different impact on our bodies and our health between God's kingdom and the world's kingdom when it comes to our food choices. God's foods have a balance of sugar and fiber, so sugars are released slowly into our bodies. Many man-made foods have large concentrated amounts of sugar and flour with little to no fiber. So there's no built-in governor to slow the release of that into our bloodstream. Our body converts all of it very quickly to sugar or actually glucose which in turn causes it to create a large amount of insulin, then it struggles to operate how God designed it to. When I think of this, I can't help see the symmetry in it. So many other symmetry and so many other choices in our life, God's way or the world's way and the consequences that can occur when we're consistently choosing the world's way. This doesn't mean I eat 100% God's foods, far from it, as I consider myself a nacho connoisseur. But it does mean I consciously choose to make his foods a priority in my eating lifestyle. Number four, prepare for and embrace discomfort in your health journey. The opposite of overeating is experiencing some short-term misery. 
That feeling of withdrawal, it's likely going to cause some combination of headaches, cravings, urges, hunger pangs, and even feeling weak. The biggest misconception most of us have about losing weight is that we should be able to go through the process of losing weight comfortably. We believe we are already setting ourselves up for failure. You know why? Because again, the reason most of us are overeating in the first place is an attempt to bring more comfort into our lives. So when we experience the discomfort from trying to lose weight, it stimulates a strong desire to reject that and go back to our more comfortable place. There's very little about weight loss that is comfortable because the default portion of our brain is pre-programmed to resist change. We have to decide what matters most, avoiding temporary discomfort or our long-term well-being. We have a choice. We can choose short-term pleasures and then experience long-term discomfort physically and emotionally. If we let our default brain be in control, that's what it will choose. My experience with this, I used to eat all day long, three meals a day, plus typically two to three snacks. My body was never able to get into fat burning mode, so it was always looking for me to eat something else to provide that energy. How we eat conditions our body when to be hungry, so that was another reason I was hungry all the time. And I would get to the point where I would say I was hangry, hungry and angry at the same time. <laughs> I figured out how to control my over-desire and over-hunger when I got serious about my health journey. The biggest area here that I'm still working on is embracing my willingness to experience discomfort and to allow and feel any emotion. But I still figured out how to create a healthy eating lifestyle that works for me. And it required going through my discomfort and pain. I went from drinking soda, Diet Pepsi to be exact, eating out and eating many things that consistently created over-desire and over-hunger for food. Now I have a healthy desire for food that fuels and serves my body, but I do still allow myself to eat the foods that I love, like nachos, just not in the same way I used to. I use my rational brain to plan my food on a daily basis. I allow myself to enjoy healthy moderation by going out to eat and enjoying food, but almost always do that in a controlled, planned way so that I can avoid making decisions in the moment with my default brain. That is all I've got for you this week. I hope you enjoyed this and got some takeaways that you can apply to your eating lifestyle from this two-part series on why we overeat. Join me next week as I dive into a brand new topic. I love and appreciate all of you. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and found something of value you can take with you. If you would be so kind to leave us a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss out on any future episodes.